You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello and welcome back to If It Has a Score. Happy April 19th. Lovely, lovely weather we're having. <laughs> It was, in my opinion. I actually uh, have a sunburn on my arms. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Look at that. Jeez. Like red. So, yeah, in Illinois here, it was warmer last week, 80 degree temperatures, Monday through Friday, a little bit of yesterday, and then there was some rain, and then now we are looking at 60s today, and then dropping into 40s and yeah, 50s rainy. next we, We've week. got a chance of snow tonight Yeah, after having 80-degree weather this week. So yeah, that's just, you know, life in the Midwest. Yeah, that's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think this will be our last, our last chance of snow at all. Like, I don't think we're going to have any more this year. You know, knock on wood. That we're done. I'm actually going to do that because I, mean, I don't want more. <laughs> I mean, we're two weeks away from May, so I don't think we should have to. But well, at the same time, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> never say never. Right. This place. So. But, I mean, it's still staying warmer, you know, so we're we're ready for more outdoor events and everything with all that. So uh, it's super exciting to be able to get out again. I, I see a lot of people out. It reminds me of in college when, like, um, since I, I lived on campus whenever there was a warm day like that first warm day in the spring you'd walk to your class and everyone would be out on the quad right hanging out throwing a frisbee you know laying in a hammock reading a book you know it was it was actually really nice you know as much as like you know i don't i don't like big crowded things i mean i do Mm -hmm. sometimes but like that that made me feel good i was like yeah yeah i'm big into rolling the windows down taking the top off the vehicle feeling the wind just you feeling the sun like you said if you if you pass a park or you pass some sort of walking trail you see that there's actually people outside and enjoying the weather also so yeah i enjoy it as well i wish it would have lasted a bit longer so i could have planned some more well thought out plans but um that's what summer's for so it'll be here soon Yeah, yeah we'll definitely get more but like this this was a good taste of summer. I think yeah. this was the first year that I felt that super warm temperature and wasn't like, oh man, I hate everything. <laughs> like I actually really enjoyed it. So I, I'm ready for my summer era. I was loving every second of it. I was <laughs> sitting outside, writing, doing some typing. I mean, I was trying to be outside as much as possible. It's also because I knew it was not going to last long. So right. like, live it up while you can. Right. All right, well, there's your three minutes of weather content. <laughs> We're going to move on to news. I went first last week, so I don't I think so, yeah. yeah so yes. you go ahead. Give us your news. Sure. So we left off last week. We were talking about the Masters, and I have to say, unfortunately, depending upon who you were rooting for, I jinxed Brooks Kepka. How could you so, do such a thing? When we recorded, specifically I, your fault. I feel, yeah, I, I feel as though I'm very responsible <laughs> for this. Yeah, I, I feel really, really bad. Um, however, I'll get into some who's first, who's second. I'll, I'll get into some things. So, when we were recording, Brooks Kepka was in first, and John Rahm was in second. So John Rahm ended up winning. And then Brooks Kepka tied for second place with Phil Mickelson. So probably haven't been keeping up with him or in terms of like Masters and PGA and stuff. So he kind of, he came out of nowhere in terms of this tournament. Many did not expect him to like finish high ranking. But in the on that Sunday, like right after we pretty much started recording, he just was sinking everything. I mean, he really came out of nowhere. He really showed out. And I would just like to say a little bit of personal connection for myself. So John Rahm and Phil Mickelson, so first place and then person that tied for second place, are both Arizona State alumni. So they both wow, had scholarships there and played there and studied there. So Just like you. Yeah, just like me. So what can I say? These are my 
What are you brothers? Call those? Yeah, my brothers, <laughs> my my university Not that brothers. You were in like a fraternity together, <laughs> no. or anything, but nope. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> of the many great athletes in NBA, NFL, there's many, and then obviously all the great students and stuff. But yeah, it looks like golf is something that they could be emerging as being known for because John Rahm won a tournament. A couple of weeks ago, he's just he's kind of on a winning streak. He's if he's in a tournament, he's pretty much in the top five, if not winning it all and getting first place. So that's going to be good for the school, good for the sport, and also good for cultural awareness. So he's from Spain. So yeah, golfers that come from other countries and whatnot. But I just think that when you see them all competing together, playing together, collaborating. And events like this, it just it brings bigger audience to the sport, and who doesn't want things like that? So, right, that is the Masters talk as promised, and moving on. So, Dan Snyder, someone we've talked about on this show before, obviously in a negative light, um, he has reached a preliminary agreement to sell the Washington Commanders. Wait, when did we talk about him before? <laughs> um, doing something bad. We don't need to get into it. I, I don't oh. even know what we talked about at the time. Uh, he's been accused of many wrongdoings in terms of how he's treating his staff, how he's kind of... Um, oh, I think based on when we started our show, it was with... Uh, I think he was getting in trouble with... IRS taxes embezzlement oh, some gotcha. something along those lines so he's a businessman yes <laughs> yeah so definitely a lot of bad things going on behind the scenes so this news is great news there's a lot of people that are looking forward to him being out of the door so it's selling for a record six billion dollars the bidders and potential new ownership group includes Joe Harris co-founder of Apollo Global Management and team owner of the NBA Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey Devils. That is Mitchell Rails. And then also Magic Johnson, so an NBA Hall of Fame player. So a couple people involved in this. Obviously some high caliber and some highly funded people in order Mm -hmm. to secure this funding. So they just need to wait on some things from the NFL side. But in terms of Dan Snyder getting what he wants out of this deal, this does fulfill the price that he was looking for. And then lastly for my news, the Miami Heat and the Minnesota Timberwolves won their respective playing games, which makes them the eighth seed in their respective conferences. So the Timberwolves will be playing the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference, and the Heat will be playing the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, they do a little bit of a different format than NFL, MLB, NHL, for example. They do play-in games to determine for those last few teams that barely made the playoffs and like some other teams that could have made the playoffs. They let them play a play-in game to determine who should be making it because with how long of a season it is, maybe you had some injuries and maybe you being in 10th place isn't really indicative of how you're playing at the end of the season, which is close to how you will be playing towards the playoffs. Like maybe your best player was hurt. He missed 50 games, but now that he's back, you've been on a roll and you've been playing well. So they kind of give those teams a chance to make the playoffs if they're able to win the play-in. All right, well, cool. Good for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah, everybody gets a chance, right? <laughs> more more games for the players, and then, of course, more commercials, more ticket sales, more money for the NBA. Doesn't that just make everybody happy? Oh, yeah. And that's what I got for news. Oh, really? I thought you had more. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. Some good stuff all around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, my news, um, just just quick stuff. Uh, I was I was hanging out with my buddies, right? Uh, or or I was at school. I don't remember exactly what it was. I just know that I was I was like just chilling, 
and all of a sudden I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see this this news article that says Drake Bell goes missing. Oh, I think I saw and this too. And he was too, considered yeah. missing and endangered for a while in Florida. Uh, eventually, like he had, he did contact police and he was never like really in danger or anything. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there there was just like a miscommunication or something. Maybe it was just an unresponsive sort of thing. Um, more, he he's more in the public light right now because uh, a couple years ago in 2021 he was um, he did face charges for child endangerment from a concert in 2017 um, with an excursion with a, an underage child, so 15. Hmm. And so he's he's been uh, serving and doing stuff like that. So I think he might be on probation still. Maybe that's why the oh. communication was. Maybe they like lost communication with him they while to, he's still on probation. They need to keep tabs on him, right? Yeah. They got to keep mm-hmm. tabs on him. But still, yeah, it's just like just randomly. I don't know. Anytime I hear about Drake Bell now, it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like randomly, like oh, he still exists. You know, I remember like when we were kids, he was everywhere. Of course, right. And now you see his former co-star more than you see Drake. And you barely see him though, Josh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Josh Peck. He he's he's got a, a TikTok that's pretty popular. He was mm-hmm. pretty big on Vine for a bit there. Right. He was in. He he's been in very little though, acting wise. He's he was in. Um, I think Fuller House is that what it is? I don't know. No, I'm... no, he did a show with John Stamos. Okay. At some point, and that's where he was getting a little bit of, um, a little bit of fame from. But other than that, he he wasn't really being casted in much else. He's going to have another debut in not debut, but he's going to have another gig in Oppenheimer, okay. coming out this summer, which is about the uh, the making of the and testing of the nuclear bomb. Okay. Um. And I, I know he has a role in it because he's in the trailer, but I don't know how big it is. It seems like it's going to be a pretty small role. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, he, he's a lovable guy. Yes. You know? we, yeah. I remember it was big in the news that he didn't invite Drake to his wedding. That's kind of what I was like thinking of, but there. that's not news, quote-unquote, because that was probably over five years ago now, right? It was a while yeah. ago. They don't have beef <laughs> anymore, but I don't know. It seems like they're... They're nowhere near as close as they may have used to be, but, I mean, word has it that they weren't really that close when they were doing Drake and Josh either, so... Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> the, More those, fun news from our childhood. Those kind of stars fizzling out, to me, that just kind of makes sense. You're it just really happens, gonna, right? It just happens. You're not going like to stay relevant about, forever. Exactly. You don't really hear about Zach and Cody anymore, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Oh, I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about those Miranda Cosgrove's only too. back in into the limelight because she's doing the reboot of iCarly. You right, know, like right. those those child stars, They some of them do go on and do a lot more. Other ones, it's just like, you know, they, they fizzle out. And may, maybe it's because they want to fizzle out. Maybe they don't want to be in those kind of roles. They don't want to be in those kinds of jobs. Yeah, they, maybe they don't want to do them, that yeah. anymore. They're just like, I don't want to do that stuff anymore. So maybe they're yeah. fine with fizzling out. But yeah, in terms of Drake, um, maybe he gets... Because uh, what he, he makes music and he's trying to do TV or something. He was so. a musician. I don't know that he's really acting as much anymore. I don't know. I don't really know what he's doing anymore. I think he's still doing music. He's still doing some concerts, but like not really big, big gigs. But Got yeah. it, got it. Well, yeah, I mean, he had his couple seconds of fame, and I'm sure maybe he enjoyed that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and some other news. We have some greenlit productions by Warner Brothers Discovery coming out. Um, well, news about them coming out. That there's going to be another Game of Thrones prequel series that was greenlit. So they're they're making a safe bet there because Game of Thrones is a really popular series for them. Right. Uh, another one happens to be a Harry Potter series. I was so hearing gonna, a little bit about this. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a more faithful adaptation of the books uh, retelling for, uh, as a TV series. Right. So it's going to be more accurate than the movies were. Not to say the movies were bad. Because right. everyone loves the movies too. Yeah. Well, not everyone. But most people yeah. love the movies too. But the t the the, a lot of people say that the movies do not have all the details that the books did. Well, so I'm thinking that the TV series, because it's broken down a lot more, 
each uh, season is going to focus on a different book, I want right. to say, mm. uh, which means that they can put a lot more detail into it. It's that many more hours of content. I mean, the movies would be long as is, like three hours plus, I would want to say. Uh, but they're still covering hundreds and hundreds of pages of content. And there's just going to be material that's left out. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So. Right. I mean, the just thinking of the content of the book, there's just a lot of stuff that you can't feasibly do with magic. That like, too. you got to make it realistic for what we can do um, with film. And now we have more abilities than we did when the movies were first coming out. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense, the the timing of it and then the format of it. Because, yeah, like you said, back then technology wasn't the same. And then people binge-watching TV shows. I don't even know if that was a thing when these movies were coming out. Um, now people binge shows. They'll watch like 13, 14 episodes in a row or something. Just wa- like spend all day watching TV if they have a day right. off or something. Um, people weren't doing that then. They're doing it now. So it's like... You're able to do more, and you're able to have more time to draw everything out. So, yeah, this yeah. is good timing for it. I think it. people very much like the the option to be able to just break it down. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see that in TikTok. We saw that in Vine. Like, people just sometimes want the shorter content. They don't they don't want to sit and watch a whole three-hour movie right. at any given point in time. That's Maybe sometime, but, like, the TV shows help make it bite-sized. Yeah, that's another thing. Not just like I was talking about somebody watching 14 full hours in a row. Right. You can watch one hour once a week if you want. That's and that's all you have to watch in order to keep up. If that's how frequently it's coming out or whatever, you can watch at your own pace. Yeah. Some if you want to just watch one hour, don't feel like you need to sit down and watch three hours of something. Yeah. Some people yeah. like that better. Other things that. Uh Warner Brothers Discovery has announced as well is a, uh, a Penguin TV series from the, the Batman universe oh, yeah. based on the most re- recent Batman film, so mm-hmm. starring uh, Colin Farrell, who honestly was really good in the role. Uh, and then, surprisingly, another um, series in the world of Big Bang Theory. Oh, so we will see <laughs> where that goes as well. So looks like they're they're really focusing on what a lot of people would consider safe choices because yeah. of recent news about Warner Brothers Discovery with them cutting this, that, and the other thing. Right. They don't want to take very many chances. Uh, so it sounds like they're they're doing that as they rebrand from HBO Max to just Max. I mean, again, some fans, they'll watch their favorite TV show or favorite movie, and they'll watch 10 different versions of that. Other people will get bored of the same thing, and they will want something new. So I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand. Like, yeah, they're definitely making the safe choice because they know these are shows that are popular. They've done well before. But I'm sure you're maybe yourself, me, others would be like, yeah, take take a risk. Like, go for something. Let's see something new, even if it falls on its face. At least you tried. But there's so much money involved that I see why they wouldn't want to take a risk but right i don't know so it's like how many times can we do the same show over again i don't know yeah that's where i'm at (laughs) exactly like the same exact story it's like all these reboots and everything it's always touching on the same exact thing but with different people playing the characters so well i we'll just have to wait and see as we always say yeah (laughs) And last bit of news, uh, Jamie Foxx is still uh, in hospital, in, in the hospital in Georgia uh, and under observation. They're running tests on him. Uh, so what had happened was, he was he's been working, filming his, his new Netflix movie, which we kind of talked about, I think, a few weeks ago. Um, but he's been filming that movie and uh, some medical incident happen it wasn't on set but fox ended up having to go to um go go to the hospital there's Mm. not a lot of information about it they're just calling it a medical complication uh and they're not really like going into detail so no one really knows Mm. exactly what's going on but he's been visited uh celebrities are sharing like support messages but yeah they, I mean, from what we hear, he's he's on 
like his way to recovery. It doesn't sound like it's right. too like it's a terminal or anything, but <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. Now, again, we we've talked about this several times on this show. I do believe, even though that these people are in the limelight, that there are definitely points and times where they are entitled to their privacy for their own sake, for the sake of their family and their friends and other loved ones. I don't think that this should necessarily be like every hour on the hour, like trying to, to yeah, trying to yeah find out more about this situation. Again, glad that it seems like he's on the road to recovery and things are going well, but. This is something where, like, in that um, hospital, in that setting, you don't want reporters. You don't want, uh, like, news, you know, people asking questions, looking for interviews. Uh, There's cameras or recorders. or It just reminds me, just because this is more so what I pay attention to, but the uh, situation with DeMar Hamlin. Like, when there wasn't news every couple hours or something, people were like, okay, what's going on? But right. at the same time, it's like, these are these are real people. And if you're in this situation, you would not want reporters outside, like, bothering your your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dad, your aunt, uncle. You, you would not want these people being hounded for updates. Right. And also, my, my main focus is on the person, not yes. on having to tweet out constant updates about Ex- what's going on. Exactly, exactly. So this is one of those where it's like, obviously, hoping for the best, going to be checking up on it, but periodically, not like constantly, because these are people that deserve that kind of... Um, these personal moments and these privacy in this time but Mm -hmm. of course hoping for the best of course and that's it for news for me uh so yeah (laughs) (laughs) lots of not lots of stuff but you know bits and pieces yeah definitely absolutely yeah so i will say I'll be talking more about it in the next few weeks, but there are some important basketball and hockey games really coming important. up. So yes. important. So important. You cannot miss them. And listen, if you're having a hard time trying to figure out how it is you're going to watch it, I have an idea. Just follow me through this. So why don't you get tickets through a reputable supplier and save yourself money in the process? I think that's a great choice. So why don't you use SeatGeek, use code if it has a score, and buy yourself some tickets to some important hockey games or basketball games or other sporting events or other events. Isn't that right, Wes? Yeah. Oh, so many events. Comedy <laughs> events, theater events, uh, concerts. Mm-hmm. Lots of things that you can get your, your seats for through SeatGeek. With $20 off your first purchase when you use our code if it has a score. That's right. If it has a score, use that code. Or else. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on. Speaking of important basketball, you and I are going to be covering an important basketball game. Oh, yeah. Plenty of uh, zany characters out there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As well, I shouldn't say as always. Usually, we see the best of the best, the most uh, like top of their game players, the people that are just constantly working on their craft. So this game was kind of like you said. It's like okay, what uh, you know this this group of this bunch that they, they've tag. assembled here yeah, yeah. Tag group of individuals this this crew that they've assembled but hey listen they made it far they were in a playing game so it's like you're not the the best but you're also not the worst you're somewhere in the middle and that's like you're, you're trying to sort that stuff out so um there's a couple playing games remind me of the two teams that played uh for this game that we have the um privilege of covering so oh yeah we (laughs) (laughs) yeah the teams of course i know those teams (laughs) i mean you have uh the wedding crashers versus the purple cobras yeah of course of course now uh the final score was 102 to 91 it was closer at some points they were kind of trading back and forth but Again, you're 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 
you've done more of your homework here. So which oh, yeah. which team came on top and which team fell just short again? I, I forget well, of these two. Our purple cobras were just a little too strong this time. <laughs> they really brought it. They really brought it in this game, uh, leading to success for them. So those wedding crashers, they ain't crashing anything tonight. They crashed. That's <laughs> they, what it was. They crashed and burned, some are saying. Yeah, they, they're definitely not um, crashing the glass as hard. They tried, but they had 37 rebounds to the Purple Cobras 51. So Purple Cobras dominated the glass. And then another thing that I would say is notable, the field goal percentage. Um not, uh, those were pretty close. The Purple Cobras were making more of their three-point shots. As we know, two or three points is more than two points. Yeah. So oh, yeah. they were making one-third of those, 33.3%. The Purple Cobras, that is. The Wedding Crashers were only making 28.6, under 30%. Not that great. If you're shooting 10 three-pointers that means you're making less than three of them not that great yeah and not that, their best night that's for sure and then one last thing uh, before we break down some of the individual players the purple cobras were living at the free throw line tonight i will say i mean listen to this they took 32 free throw shots and they made 28 of them so when they're there they made it count but that just means that the wedding crashers they were crashing into guys. They were bumping into guys, oh, yeah. hand-checking them, um, blocking fouls, so many fouls. Um, that they just, they were, the Purple Cobras kept getting sent to the line by the Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers cannot even be in that same conversation. They only took 15 free throws and made 11 of them. So that's only 73.3% under uh, three-fourths I mean if you're going there four times you're not even making three of them just leaving a lot um, out there but they took half as many free throws or more than and were making less of them so just all around that kind of tells a little bit of a story of the game but let's first talk a little bit about some individuals on the wedding crashers that did play uh, at a high level and then maybe talk about some players that didn't play at as high of a level when we kind of expected them to so <clears throat> we know that they have two sometimes three stars that step up on this team as many do so definitely their one that played the best is the one that was on the floor the most 41 minutes almost out there the whole entire game only rested for seven minutes um, so that's somebody that they they got a lot of energy that's all they need and being on the floor that much, they are able to score 26 points, have nine assists, and four rebounds. So who is this yeah. high-energy player for the Wedding Crashers? Oh, he's got a lot of energy. And, <laughs> you know, he's got his specific look as well. So when Joe Dirt comes out onto the, the, <laughs> the court, that mullet just shines through. And he loves to be out there. Uh, he's definitely one of their star players. He was playing really well this game, and it's unfortunate that the rest of the team couldn't keep up. I yeah, I totally agree. Um, I just like as soon as he steps in the stadium, it's like you know, like it's um, he's just he's got the style and the finesse um, with that mullet that is, of course. And it's like when you look like that, you need to play at a high level too. Because if you look like that and you don't play well, people are gonna be making jokes about you, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, this this guy, he's a chump." Let's just say, you know, that's, right. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but they'd, they'd be saying some negative things uh, if, you, if you looked that way and you didn't fill the part. But he fills the part and then some. He was given his all this night, and it was unfortunate that some others were just having an off night. Um, so, yeah, somebody that usually is on. I mean, the other day they scored over 30 points. I, I forget, maybe 38 points in, in another game. However, they scored less than half that this time. They only made six shots out of 21 on the floor. Very, very yeah. poor shooting on the floor. They only accounted for 15 points. When I said the other night they were somewhere in the 30s, so half as much as what could have been or what maybe some were expecting. 
only two assists and four rebounds. So also not really passing it to teammates in order to facilitate a shot for them. Like, okay, you're you're not making your shots. You're you're having an off night. You're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Things are going on, but you you weren't really passing or facilitating either. Uh, you were still taking your shots and missing them and kind of putting your team, the Wedding Crashers, in a hole. So who was this player that is usually the best on the team but was having an off night? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was off. I'm thinking he his blood sugar may have been a little low. He wasn't thinking <laughs> straight. So Paul Blart on the field tonight was on the court tonight just was not was not it. <laughs> he was he wasn't doing well. It's like yeah, like you said, usually the best. I mean, we've seen Paul Blart take over in clutch situations oh, yeah. so many times. I mean, when you think of clutch performers i mean we're thinking like when the pressure's on he, he performs well <laughs> we're thinking okay like michael jordan alex rodriguez and then paul blart he's in the conversation oh, three yeah <laughs> in fact like anytime you hear those other names come up you have to think of paul blart as well michael jordan and paul blart two biggest goats in basketball it's it's like it just ice running through their veins the moment doesn't shy from them it's like whether a mall is in trouble or a ball is bouncing off a basket and they're looking for a rebound or he has the ball in his hands he's looking to make a shot it's just like nothing is gonna get in between him or and like what he's trying to achieve unless he has low blood sugar which may right. have been the case tonight maybe he I'm didn't pretty have his, sure that's what was going on <laughs> maybe he didn't have his candy bar before the game or something like that. Yeah, he should have been benched. <laughs> um, but it looks like somebody that stepped up, maybe they had their Wheaties before, uh, somebody made four three-pointers. So we're talking about, as a team, this team didn't do so well m- shooting and making their three-point shots, but this individual player was making it rain from behind the three-point line. So... With them making that much, they were able to account for 14 points. They were also able to have four assists and five rebounds. I will say this player, being someone that comes off the bench, they were in the game for 31 minutes. So that was something where coach liked what they saw, So and they wanted to keep them in the game. They usually don't get nearly as much minutes, but when you're trying to win, and if you're in a situation where if you lose you go home it's like keep the best players on the court so this player was able to stay on the court they were on today so he was doing well usually he's a more clumsy guy usually (laughs) things don't necessarily work out for him but nick miller was playing really well tonight yeah yeah so that's like like you said usually clumsy so that's usually like coach has put you out there he's giving you a shot in other games and He's had enough. He's yeah. like, okay, you're, oh, you're, you're tripping over your own mm-hmm. feet. And... He's yelling. He's goofy. <laughs> it's and a... He was just going for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like this. Um, this is not the usual player we see. Like you're, you're not as clumsy. You're, you're making your shots. You're uh, passing the ball, a rebound of the ball, and you're actually looking like your two feet are underneath you this right. time. Like <laughs> you're. Yeah, which was nice. For you, him. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, just one last player I should touch on. We talk about how this player is known for their quote unquote like three stars. So he almost had a double double. They almost had a double double. So 12 points, nine rebounds. What one more rebound would have been a double double. Um, but then also one assist. But yeah, it was like contributing. We, we, we could have had a little bit more, but that's with. All these players, if they all would have scored a few more points, had a few more rebounds, this could have been totally different um, if they weren't fouling as much. Um, but this player kind of did, like, what you expect them to do. You know, it's it's like, did, they lo- did this individual player lose them the game? No, you can't say that. But it's like, if they would have scored their 20 to 25 like they usually do and got 12 rebounds instead of just 9... We could be talking about a totally different ball game here, but who is this third player that they? I mean, they're on the court, thirty-five minutes. They're they're giving it what they had, but yeah, he was just, there. This was just not his night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, Frank from Always Sunny. He's <laughs> uh, 
you know, he's a good guy. The the crowd loves him. They love to see him out there. Does he always play great? Not necessarily. And this was one of those times that he just maybe he was just a little too greased up. He <laughs> was uh, slipping the ball out of his hands. It just was not working for him. Yeah, um, we hope there wasn't like some sort of scare in the locker room. Like maybe be you know somebody um, being sick, or maybe somebody in the opposing team being sick. Because I know in those situations he likes to bathe himself in uh, rubbing hand sanitizer, right. rubbing alcohol. He needs um, to be pure. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. But and other that, times he'll be out there and he's the trash man and he's throwing yes. garbage all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, th- throwing yeah, th- th- throwing trash around the the court, which like w- uh, the opposing team is like trip tripping over those, and then um, can't find their footing, and then it kind of leaves like an open lane to the basket for this individual who gets most of their points down low in the paint. Some sometimes outside, but um, yeah, like you said, maybe just having more closer to the pure rather than being closer to the trash man so it's like we we want to see the trash man that's who we want to see exactly night in and night out but we're not seeing it tonight <laughs> no not tonight so that's what we have for the wedding crashers now let's talk about the purple cobras the team that came out on top so again like i said the, these teams they were tr- they're trading leads back and forth but what it ultimately came down to was in the fourth quarter the um, Purple Cobras that we're going to then be talking about. They went on a 15 and one run, so they scored 15 points to the Wedding Crashers one with three minutes and 45 seconds left. So, quite the amazing um, way to end off the night and win a game. So let's talk about the player that everybody wants to hear about. The number one player on this team mm-hmm. on the court for 43 minutes and made the most of it made some amazing shots was at the free throw line a lot as we mentioned 31 points three assists and five rebounds who is the star of the purple cobras lay it on us oh man as soon as he set foot on that court the crowd went wild man they mm-hmm. saw how good he was playing they were like yes 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 and he brought him to the top larry the lobster larry on the lobster top this time. for sure everybody's saying and it's it's simple but it's it's like when you put it simply it makes sense he is him so they're calling him like instead of larry they were saying like himmy you know they're yeah. just trying to find oh, yeah. word plays to be like larry the lobster he, more like larry the goat yeah that's what they were saying <laughs> they yeah he was like on like you could not believe i mean again going to the free throw line that much um doing dunks and layups um through tough defense making three-point shots uh with defenders in your face it's just like making it making the hard stuff look easy is the way that i would break it down is what this player was doing and that's like when you're the main star yeah they're going to have the most defensive attention on you they're going to try to shut you down how can you answer and layer the lobster he for answered. sure answered. He Absolutely. brought them big meaty claws out there and he answered. <laughs> he certainly did, yeah. So um, similar to the Wedding Crashers, we saw the Purple Cobras have somebody on their bench that usually doesn't get as many minutes. They were on the court for more time today because they were doing the same thing. They were making a lot of three-point shots. This player, they're known for three-point shots, but however... Not this many. So this player scored 31 points, the same as Larry the Lobster. Yeah. When usually this player comes off the bench and you're happy with like 10 to 15, maybe 20, right. something like that. You're just looking for a spark. Um, but they oh, he were offered more of a more than a spark. Yeah, That's more sure. than a spark. More so, like a zap. Yeah. So who's bringing the zap tonight? Oh, Happy Gilmore out there. <laughs> this yeah. usually isn't his sport. Let me tell you. Usually he's uh, he's out on the field knocking the the balls with his clubs. <laughs> yeah. But this time, basketball was the name of the game, mm-hmm. and he delivered. I mean, I will say it's similar but different. It's like you're trying to make a ball into a hole 
That's what yeah. you're trying to do. You're and that's essentially what it boils down to. And as mm-hmm. long as you know how to put the ball in the hole, you got this. <laughs> so, yeah, whether it's on the golf course or on the basketball court, it's like we could definitely see that maybe they've, with the the season, you know, being that it's winter, that they maybe they've had more time indoors practicing shooting shots than they have on the green shooting golf balls. So it may just be that it's that season trapped indoors practicing your jump shot but hey we see that the hard work has been paying off and when it mattered most it really paid off so another player um, we expected them to score a lot more they were getting shut down defensively luckily these other players stepped up but i will say although they scored eight points had four assists 17 rebounds so we talked about how the purple cobras were much much better on the glass than the wedding crashers who should have been crashing the boards 17 rebounds i mean they were just all over the place if it was a missed shot they already potentially had it in their hands it's just like how is he or how are they always coming down with this it just they were insane had crazy hops is just like yeah it was like he was all over the place yeah yeah who, who was this? Oh, Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's usually he's a detective. He's got those skills. And on this field, he was really seeking out uh, the different answers on where he needed to be. And he found that spot every time. He was, like, really using his analytical skills in this game. That is so important for being able to rebound the ball successfully. It's like you... Are already so you're predicting okay is this going to be a uh, made shot or is this going to be a missed shot and then you're already kind of determining if it is depending upon where it is in the air right now this is where i think it's going to land so yeah you're using like predictive skills you're using like almost uh like math in your head well you're like using um just so, so many different skills that you have um, in order to analyze and predict uh, and forecast so many things uh, all at once in order to beat everybody to the punch. So that was why they were able to rebound so much and make up for the fact that they didn't score as much as they usually do. And that um, is all right because, again, we had many players step up and score. So one player that also had more rebounds than they usually do for their smaller stature. They also were assisting the ball as per usual, scoring as per usual. So they had just all-around balanced stat sheet. So they had eight rebounds, seven assists, and 12 points. Who was this last player that at times seems like it was the icing on the cake? You know, it's just kind of the, every everything, just well-rounded. It's like we need an assist, we got it. We need a rebound, we got it. We need someone to score, we got it. Whatever they needed, it seems like they could rely on him. Now, not overly achieving in any one category, but achieving in all. Oh, yeah, Troy Barnes. <laughs> he was a fantastic athlete in high school, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. bringing that back to the court today. While that was more football-based, even then, again, like we were saying with Happy Gilmore, those skills transfer, right? Uh, so he, he was able to bring, bring us all in this game and really just be an all-arounder when his head's in the game. Outside of that, he might be a little bit of a dummy. But, you know, <laughs> in the game, when his head's in the game, he's got it. Yeah, similar to uh, the last player, we were, uh, Ace Ventura, we were just analyzing. It's like when you're thinking about the game on a different kind of level, like you're thinking of the fundamentals. You're thinking like what your coach was drawing up on the 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 whiteboard you're thinking about the plays you're thinking about where the other players are going to be lining up against you to try to defend you or when you're on defense where they're going to be lining up uh, to try and score it's like when you're when you're thinking about the x's and the o's when you're thinking about this from such a book smart perspective it's like you have that kind of edge if the other team is ill prepared and i think that that was something that helped this player gain an edge and that they just they're prepared like you said they they've prepared for many things throughout their life and this was no different so i think that many different skills can help you advance in this lovely game of basketball 
So, speaking of lovely game, this game was really a game that took place between the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls. Talked a little bit about this in the news. So, the Miami Heat won. That means they advance and that they get to play the Milwaukee Bucks. They get to play the number one seed as this is now the eighth seed. So, while the Bulls, we, we covered their deficiencies. Um, they played well the other night uh, against Toronto. Um, I guess a little bit newsworthy of a thing. Have you Did you see anything about the Bulls player DeMar DeRozan and his daughter? Did you see anything about that? Uh, I don't think so, no. All right, so his daughter was at the game sitting pretty close to courtside, uh, sitting um, were behind the basket. And the it was, it was a close game, similar, back and forth uh, against the Raptors. And the um, at one point, the Bulls were shooting on that basket. So if they're shooting or shooting their free throws, his daughter was there. And then at halftime, they flip whether you're now, – now you're shooting at the other basket. So that means – um, in the second half, so third and fourth quarter, the Raptors were shooting on that basket. So anytime it was a free throw situation, and you're the, the Toronto Raptors were at home, so they're quiet, they're letting their player, they're letting them concentrate. She was screaming her lungs out. She was yeah. <laughs> like as loud as possible. People said from the top row. Uh, in the st- in the stadium, they could hear her all the way like close to the floor, and believe it or not, the Raptors they were actually missing their free throw shots. They I forget exactly the numbers now because that was Wednesday, that was earlier in the week. Um, but in a close game, that <laughs> that was one of the leading uh, factors was that the Raptors were going to the free throw line and they were shooting free throws and they were missing them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so clearly it was her doing. That they did announce that she was MVP of the game, and they actually were like, "Okay, so let's let's make sure she's at this next game." And Demar Derozan said that she needed to go to schools because it was on a Friday and uh, focus on schoolwork. Um, so they lame. did not have her. They did not have her travel to Miami, and I think that maybe since the Heat. They they shot so many free throws again. They they shot thirty two and they made twenty eight. Now just imagine if they missed half of those because Demar Derozan's daughter was screaming and disrupting their concentration. I think the ball game would have been a lot different. But you can't think about what could have been or what would have been. This was the game as we covered it. So yeah, free throws and rebounds being a big factor as to who won and who lost. But. That wraps up for poster post-game analysis. Uh, We hope you folks enjoyed it. And then we have some news about the show moving forward. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's time for a format change. We want to try something new. We are going to change up our format to kind of ease up the schedule on ourselves, but uh, focus more on quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the past, we've done an episode every single week uh, with a different theme every month and uh, with a different segment every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, we're going to keep similar aspects of it. So every yeah. month's still going to have a theme. We're still going to have some sort of theme. But we're going to cut it down from four to five episodes a month to two episodes a month. We feel like this will be easier on us to be able to make sure the content is stronger mm-hmm. and not overlapping content of past episodes or uh, just kind of like using too much time, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. some, some episodes take a lot more time to, to prep than others. Yes. So like when we're doing a lot of research and stuff like that. And it's not to say we're not going to be doing research, but mm-hmm. we want to make sure that that research is in a way that we can offer the best content. Uh, so, starting next week, we are going to start to swap over to that new format. So, next week is going to be what our average uh, fourth Wednesday of the month is going to be. And that is uh, uh, going forward. And mm-hmm. that is Fantasy Fight Night. Oh, we really yeah. like that theme. We think mm-hmm. that 
that's one of our stronger ones where we're able to analyze players and just kind of like talk off the top of our heads versus having to have like pages upon pages of stuff prepped. Yeah. I personally enjoy shows where there's there's riffing involved like they obviously they have things prepared but then they're able to go off on tangents about things and kind of get lost in their own like discussion uh just because they're they're just going down those rabbit holes i guess if you will um and i think that when we do this and then when we also do fantasy fantasy sports we're definitely like we're debating almost amongst ourselves and then we also get you the audience involved so we have you folks vote on things and i've seen people in the comments or seen people uh, text me about something talk to me about something in person and tell me why they think that my choice of mac going up against uh randy was such a horrible choice and how randy would slaughter him in a fight no not really but uh there's just more more interaction from fans that we've noticed from those two segments so yeah moving forward it'll be the fantasy fantasy sports the first go around and then the fantasy fight night second go around i will say we're also going to switch it up a bit try to get some of the elements of another segment involved so devin's director's cut we discuss actors actresses we discuss like casting and we're going to be doing that for the fantasy fight night we're going to have it be similar to like a celebrity fight night like a celebrity boxing match or something like that so we're going to be talking about the actors that are in the kinds of films or movies that still fit around the theme um, but that way it's kind of like i'm just going to throw this example out there it's like we have will smith versus chris rock (laughs) You know, right. what I mean? okay. So yeah, and then we could say that like each of them has some sort of experience that they could bring out from one of the characters that they play. Yes. Uh, we would kind of analyze maybe who their fighting style might be like on the mm-hmm. sports side of things. Yes. And we would leave the winner up to voting. So yes. both episodes mm-hmm. are going to require a vote now instead of just the one every month. Um, so yeah, fantasy fight night will culminate in that. We'll, we'll post the episode every fourth Wednesday. And then every second Wednesday of the month, mm-hmm. we are going to do our Fantasy Fantasy Sports Draft. So that's still going to be around. Well, that'll be focused on characters still. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have our, our drafts characters based on the theme uh, and put it up to a vote as well of who would have the better draft. And like Wes said, I will try to do fighter comparisons i will try to do player comparisons so i will be bringing that perspective of like athletes in it as well i know obviously we'll be talking about sports so i'll be able to talk about but if it's football talk about the quarterback position if it's baseball talk about the second baseman position etc so we'll be able to talk about the sport also try to do some player comparisons as well to try to cross the bridge as much as possible as we try to do on this show. So hopefully we continue to see interaction from you folks and that is what you can all look forward to. But you know something I look forward to? What? Every single morning. Every single time before my workout. What could it be? I look forward to sipping on some midnight energy. That's what I look forward to. I look forward to having increased energy, increased hydration, and increased vitamins. And I also look forward to, in all facets of my life, I look forward to savings. I love saving money, so of course I love saving 10%. And I hope that you folks would love to do the same. So if you use code SCORE on MidnightEnergyCo.com, you could save 10% on all of your orders. That's right. 10% 10% off on any order, and that includes uh, blender bottles, shirts, mm-hmm. and drink mixes. Mm-hmm. So uh, with four different flavors now to choose from, there's something for everybody. Uh, so make sure you check out their store, MidnightEnergyCo.com, for more, and place an order soon. Absolutely. Use our code SCORE. SCORE. Or else. <laughs> As always, or else, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to start threatening every time that we do a promo. I mean, we're going to kind of have that energy, especially starting next week. It's like we're just going to 
it's just it's competition right every single week every um, time it's a competition yeah and then uh, like we're just gonna be getting done talking about a fight so it's like you and i it's like we just got that or else we just we got that energy going on the pod but um moving on now yeah again another competition um this week we'll be doing two truths one lie as usual did we address the fact that on the uh fourth of uh fourth week on like the second episode of the month we will be doing um yeah we'll still do two truths one lie for every fantasy fantasy sports yes and then for fantasy fight night like in the past we'll have our one of these things is not like the other yes just kind of change it up Mm -hmm. give a little bit more variety yep so this time around two truths one lie can look forward to one of these is not like the other next week but I went first for news, so let me lay this two truths, one lie on you. And that is exactly what I got. So these three teams have the three longest NBA playoff droughts. So I'm reading this as if it's a fact. I'm going to read the teams to you. And then one of these teams, that's a lie. They have not had the longest playoff drought. Okay. So uh, I'm also going to like hit you with some facts, and then when it's done, I'll tell you what what the facts are so the loss or sorry the sacramento kings 16 seasons without playoff appearance the charlotte hornets seven seasons without a playoff appearance and then the detroit pistons four seasons without a playoff appearance so one of those numbers is wrong is what i'm getting uh and the team and the team yeah yeah so that's just something's all just completely made up I'll tell you which one actually fits in there. Uh, but, yeah, one of these What was the first one again? The Sacramento Kings and 16 Seasons. For I'm going the with the middle one. So the Charlotte Hornets for seven seasons? Yes. So that is now currently the longest. Dang it. Because the Sacramento Kings were, but they won yesterday so they are in the playoffs and they beat the warriors for the first game so that streak is no longer the longest streak so the charlotte hornets are the longest detroit pistons are tied for the second longest san antonio spurs have also not been for four seasons so those are the top three what i read you would have been but now as the kings are now in it and they have won a game that's no longer the truth. Mm. So it's a lie as of a couple days ago. Great. <laughs> um, Fantastic. So, so that means I'm zero and three. Yes, it does. I don't think I got a single one this month. So nope, not so far. And I have one. Let's see if I can make it two, or let's see uh, if I go one and two. Let's all see. Right. Let's see all what right. we got going on. So my two truths so and one lie. Which of the following actors is from Illinois? Oh, okay. Seth Rogen, hmm. Harrison Ford, hmm. John Stamos. Okay, now I, I could be totally off here, but I want to say Seth Rogen's from Canada. I want to say that. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe okay. that's maybe that's something I've heard. So not him. Illinois right. is not Canada. Um, John Stamos. Oh, so I'm doing who is from not from Illinois? So that means the other no, two who are? who is from who Illinois. Who is from Illinois. Got it, got it. Okay, that's okay. That's what I thought. Hmm, process of elimination. Um, yep, you got so two left. Between those two. Hmm. Ah, um, uh, man. I can't really do anything to eliminate either of these two. I'm just going to sh- throw, throw a dart and say John Stamos is from Illinois. Why John not? John Stamos? Yeah, why not? John Stamos is from California. Okay. Seth Rogen is from Canada. Yeah, that right. Nailed it. Uh, so, Harrison Ford's from Chicago. Okay, so I had a 50-50 chance, and yeah. I blew it. And you still got it wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, Harrison Ford is from Illinois, from Chicago. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's all the information I have. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That means that I could still tie next week. Well, kind of. 
we'll, with our, we'll do the same score. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep the same yeah. score. So it's a possibility of a tie next week. You'll have to listen yes. next week to find out uh, so that we have to see what our, our tiebreaker is. <laughs> yep. So, yep, it's going to be another close one. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll potential to tie. Um, but that is going to be for next week. So, all right, folks, thank you for listening. Thanks you for bearing with us for news about sports and movies and tv and then about the show most of all so we hope that you enjoy the content moving forward we know that we will uh producing it for you folks yeah yeah <laughs> as always you can find me on twitter at wskimmilk or on my website wskimmilk.com devin where are you you can find me on social media devin j lang or in other places devin j fantasy for NFL fantasy football content and maybe some other jokes and some other things and maybe even some NBA as the playoffs start uh, heating up. Yeehaw! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we'll see you next time. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.